Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Dribble, lets it fly. He throws it. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Body no. Tipped up by Nash. Hit the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. I hope you all had a great weekend, but boy, do we have a lot of news to discuss uh, going on in the NBA right now, and let's just start out with the biggest news of the weekend. The Knicks fired David Fisdale, and it is something that I had been kind of alluding to. We heard rumblings about this from Woj uh, about the middle of November, maybe a little bit earlier November, but it was kind of in the works from... The jump, if they didn't improve, I mean, you remember the Knicks held that meeting about the weird press conference about just to say that they weren't happy about the direction of the team and what was going on with the season. I think we all knew what was going to happen at that point. We knew that Fizdale was going to be gone at some point. Then they said they're going to give him a 10 day um, or a 10 game, excuse me, 
kind of a look during that meeting of he has to prove himself. I think they won two games out of that uh, the last 10, somewhere in that neighborhood. It hasn't been it hasn't been great. Obviously, the Knicks are having a rough season, but um, it finally happened. We kind of saw it happening, and I mean, Fizdale finishes his you know twenty one and eighty three was his record with the Knicks, and that is just not going to get it done uh, for any roster. I mean, you know, I I don't think that Fizdale can be completely held accountable or should be completely held accountable. I don't think that he should be the scapegoat. And it really seems that he's not going to be at this point because we've also heard rumblings of uh, Steve Mills. They're going to do something with him. He's the current Knicks president. They are either going to reassign him to a different role or they're just going to fire him in the near future. So we'll see what's on the horizon pretty soon here. But I think what everyone is waiting for is uh, they're waiting for that move that's the last one, I the last building block move to get them moving in the right direction. Because it's kind of been just more downhill and more downhill and more downhill ever since Carmelo, you know, it's been a long time coming since the Knicks have not been good. And, um, you know, we know that this isn't going to be solved overnight, but what the real story is at some point is going to be, there's going to be the move that pushed the Knicks in the right direction. Is this the one, you know, I know people in New York want Dolan to sell the team and, I just don't think that that's going to happen. You know, you got to you got to get him. You know what I mean? You got to get him uh, doing something bad. That's what it has to be to get him out of there. But because uh, I think he loves owning the team, but he doesn't feel like he's at fault for this at all. And um, this franchise is just, you know, I mean, I don't want to be mean, but it's kind of a laughing stock at this point and they need to get it right. And Whoever's going to come in here, you know, Mike Miller is going to be the uh, interim head coach. And the first game without Fizdale, they lost uh, on a missed free throw, 104-103 to the Pacers. So, you know, obviously it's not like their luck has changed much, at least we can say that. But whoever's going to take over this team needs to get, you know, they, they need to have a long time to fix this, I think. And, you know, reports are that Becky Hammond, uh, the assistant, longtime assistant for Greg Popovich, uh, she's interested in the next job, but only if she can get that long deal, that four to five year deal, because she doesn't want to be a one year and done coach here. She wants to be involved in the entire process of, you know, bringing the Knicks back to life. So they got to give her a long deal if she's going to go there. And I just don't know if uh, I have no idea what the Knicks want to do. It seems like this would be a really good move, so they probably won't do it. You know, uh, But there were coaches around uh, the NBA that uh, threw in their two cents, and Greg Popovich was the first one. He said the Fizdale was thrown under the bus. I don't know where the decision was made to fire Coach Fizdale, but, it came, but if it came from the top, it's a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> so basically, he's blaming you know management for getting the bad players in there. Not the bad players, but not the right mix of players. I guess you would say. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Fizdale that traded Porzingis, and he didn't get Porzingis hurt either. So 
Um, it's just unfortunate that uh, it, it's been so bad for them. But uh, Spolstra, I liked what Spolstra had to say. He said, it's really unfortunate that he wasn't given the time to really do some work. Um, there's a lot of rolling up your sleeves that has to get done uh, there in New York. And you have to build a foundation and build a culture and standards. And that's tough to do when you don't have time. So, uh, you know, once again, this is a coach talking about, you know, how you have to have time to fix this. You can't just do it. Uh, you know, the most successful franchises have the longest running coaches. I mean, think of the Spurs. Think of the uh, the Warriors. Kerr's been there forever. So, you know, the long, the longer tenured the, the coach, the better the team uh, usually is. And obviously that has a lot to do with the talent of your players. Uh, but... It's just it's a crappy scapegoat job, and I don't know why anyone would want it. And that's what Steve Kerr said, too. He said, if I had gone into New York, that would have been me like three years ago. I'm well aware of that. And then he went on to compliment, uh, you know, the team and people that he has around him. But I don't know if David Fisdale should have been the answer there, but I was also kind of questioning that hire when it uh, took place. So, um he wasn't my favorite coach, and uh, like I've told you guys many times before, me being a fantasy nerd, I'm just happy to see the first game out, uh, Mitchell Robinson get 24 minutes and uh, actually put up a decent stat line. But we had more coaching stuff go on this weekend. The Cavs players, uh, they don't like John Beeline's uh, quote-unquote college approach, and from what we're hearing is more players are looking toward uh, assistant coach J.B. Bickerstaff for guidance. And the quote uh, from The Athletic was, guys drowned out his voice, and when guys start searching for the next in line for help, I believe you've lost them. And, um, you know, it, it was, this report actually came out, I believe, the day before Fizdale was fired. Then Fizdale gets cannon. we see, hear this stuff about Beeline and you know, it's Beeline's first year. Uh, he's 66 years old. He's coming over from uh, coaching at Michigan for a long time. So he is bringing a little bit of a college approach. But I think what you have to have in that first year, like if this is the guy that you wanted Cleveland, perfectly fine. But you can't listen to this nonsense. And there's um, a lot of people uh, that, that believe that as well, including Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson said, uh, y'all better find them named because I'll pull up on them right now. And he basically went on to say that you can't, I mean, I can't repeat the words that he's saying here on this show, but uh, he basically said, uh, at the end of the day, you're going to build a culture and a family and you can't have any of that locker room nonsense going on. So, um, Tr- you know, Tristan Thompson is on board and they asked uh, Coach Beeline about it a couple days later. He said, We've met and it's like, coach, keep doing what you're doing because we really need this. We need accountability. We need to play harder, stronger, tougher. Don't stop what you're doing. We were the worst defensive team in the NBA last year. What do we do? Practice less? So uh, he said, I've got a lot of confidence uh, in the guys in the locker locker room are on board and they've told me that. So this is, uh, you know, this is what you expect, uh, I think, when one person doesn't agree. Because if Tristan Thompson was just confidently immediately out there saying, tell me who said that because none of us believe it. This is just one guy that is uh, ticked off and he went to a reporter to say that he was ticked off. And, you know, if everyone else likes accountability, it seems like this is a player that doesn't like accountability. So uh, I don't know, or a coach or something. 
I don't know who was giving uh, Shams this info, but uh, seems like that isn't actually true. But what is true is, uh, speaking of the Cavs, they are uh, fielding offers for Kevin Love. So he probably won't be dealt until after uh, December 15th because that's when guys that sign deals in the offseason and rookie contracts and stuff like that can be traded. They have to be, they have to wait until December 15th. So, um, there are obviously no rumors yet, so when we hear some rumors and we start to get some rumblings and stuff like that, which should pick up here uh, in the middle of the month in about a week, so um, they, they should start to pick up because of that December 15th deadline, so we'll see if we start uh, hearing stuff about anybody, not just Kevin Love soon. Uh, other stuff going on, I thought this was funny that, uh, you know, we talked about the Knicks a little bit earlier, but uh, Mike Francesha asked Mike Silver if he would step in to help the Knicks at some point. He says, I would not, I wouldn't, it's not my role. Of course, I work for 30 teams and the 29 other teams want to beat that team. Uh, that's not to say me getting involved uh, would be good and that I'm in any better position to know what to do. We set the rules and then we try to have a level playing field for the teams to compete. So I just forgot to mention that before. So I figured I'd drop it in here uh, before we move on. But actually uh, moving on, uh, I thought that, you know, the Rockets, I, I said that this would probably happen and it did. They have officially filed a protest over the Spurs game, you know, when the dunk went down but he flushed it so hard that it came back through the net and almost went back in and it, it kind of gave the referees an optical illusion they said it didn't count and it went out of bounds uh, Mike D'Antoni tried to challenge it they said that he couldn't challenge it so they are filing a protest the Rockets are saying that it was a misappropriation of the rules look I, 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 it was a bad call. You know, it was a terrible call. It's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And also having them say that they can't review it sucks. I mean, it's a bad situation, but I don't think you're going to get anything. And you're definitely not going to get sympathy from anyone in around the league uh, when you're uh, protesting this game. I, I don't think that it's going to work. Now, in the NBA, it has worked. I don't think it's really ever worked in baseball. Um, actually, you know what? I remember reading from maybe a long, long time ago that it had. Um, I can't remember what I read, to be honest with you. It was from a long time ago. But the last time it happened in the NBA was not too long ago. I, I mean, it, a while. It's been more than a decade. But 2008, I figured it was going to be one of those things that they hadn't, you know, protested a game since the 70s or something like that but it was 2008 the last time it happened between Miami and Atlanta as Shaq was assessed a sixth foul or uh, booted and it was only his fifth or something I, I don't remember what the entire situation was but I know Shaq was involved uh, between Miami and Atlanta and they replayed it was like the last 52 seconds of the game and Miami still lost so it doesn't <laughs> it's just so dumb you go through this whole process and uh, then you still lose. You know, if they were to pick up where the Rockets had left off, they were up by like 15 points uh, at that point, something like that. And they wound up choking that one away. So maybe it would be a little bit better, but probably it would be about the same. They would probably still, uh, you know, they'd probably still lose. It, those seems those things seem to correct themselves. So you can't blame you choking away a 15 point lead on one call regardless of how bad 
that call even might have been. I just don't like uh, for whatever reason. And I know points are points and it doesn't really matter when you get them. But I feel like a buzzer beater bad call. That is something more egregious where I'd want you to award a tie or whatever it should be um, instead of a loss, something like that. Um, because I mean, it just didn't. It just doesn't make sense that they, this would be reversed. Because yeah, that two points was gone, but you still choked away a fifteen-point lead. So uh, I, uh, maybe I'm just seeing it wrong, but that's just kind of how how I see that going. So I don't think anything's going to come from it, but uh, we should find out pretty soon. Uh, LeBron had to defend himself, and. I thought it was dumb. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw his really egregious travel or if the Welsh talked about it uh, when he did the the show on Friday. But uh, he had a really egregious, terrible travel where, you know, he said, I don't know what happened. My brain just glitched out and I got the call or whatever. So he actually said uh, he actually said he apologizes for that. Um, but. This he was in Utah and I was watching this game and I heard this call and I I rolled my eyes so hard. Um, They were a big late in the fourth quarter and he went out for the game. He took his shoes off. He signed him. He handed him to, uh, you know, two kids in the crowd, one to one, one to the other. And um, Kyle Kuzma made some huge block. Uh, close to the end of the game. I think there was, you know, maybe it was definitely less than 30 seconds on the clock. And LeBron was, um, you know, celebrating, jumping up and down and stuff after the huge block because it's such a big play. And he's on the court in just his socks doing it. So he's not at midcourt. He's over by the bench and stuff like that. But, um, you know, this announcer was acting as if LeBron had gone to midcourt and spit on the logo or in, in interfered during the play or something and came off the bench. Um, you, you would, you would have thought the malice at the palace was about to start the, with the way this guy was acting about LeBron jumping up and down. And he might've been on the court in the last uh, 15 seconds. You know uh, it's not, it, it's really not that big a deal, but it, it got me thinking about how uh, I think the original sensitive Sally's are announcers. I think they look for bulletin board uh, material and, any possible place they can get it. And, um, you know, it, it's it's good for, I guess, a lot of uh, fans and stuff like that that type of a thing. And um, But it just made me think, like, you know, is this really disrespectful? Yeah, it's not. And if it was, do you think a guy like LeBron would be doing it? I can't imagine that uh, LeBron would want to do something that is perceived as disrespecting the game. Um, you know, if he doesn't agree with it, I think he would make a stand on it too. Uh, has LeBron ever really minced words? I don't think he has. So he had a uh, Instagram response to it. I'm not going to read the whole thing here. I mean, it's just, to me, it was eye-rolling. The call was eye-rolling, and it was eye-rolling that he had to defend himself. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, a couple other things here. Luka Doncic passes Michael Jordan for the longest streak of 20 points, five assists, and five rebounds at 19. So he has the longest streak in NBA history going of that stat category, which it's it's cool. It, you know, it's it's a nice uh, stat. It's a nice, I don't know, I sound so weird. It's a nice stat. Uh, you know, it's a nice lamp. It's a nice couch. I sound like I'm assessing a piece of furniture here, but... It, what it really is is 
it's a strange record that no one would think of. It's not like 25.5 is a marker. It's a marker for this record, and someone has gone through and done the work to find it. And Michael Jordan was uh, the longest at 18 games in a row, so it's impressive. But I don't know that it is a giant deal. Uh, I guess, you know, LeBron has a gone 19 games with this stat. It's kind of cool, but it's really weird. It's not like triple doubles in a row or... You know, how many times you hit this in a season, I think, would be more interesting than games in a row that you've done it. But, uh, you know, we're sports fans. We like our weird stats. We like our streaks and stuff like that. So it was just an interesting story that a lot of people were talking about over the weekend. So I figured uh, that I would mention it. And (laughs) there was another one. There are so many things that make me that remind me of um, this uh, this Dave Chappelle skit. And if you want to look it up, it kind of goes into a dicey area a little bit. So if you want to go watch it, I'll just tell you about it. It's uh, where look up Dave Chappelle wears jaw because he's talking about a subject. It's a serious subject. And he said, we're going to get a jaw rules thoughts on this. And uh, he's like, well, somebody go get jaw rules so I can make sense of all this. So it's just funny to me when people are asked questions that they don't really have too much of business uh, answering. And uh, Fat Joe was on Sports Illustrated because reasons. I mean, I don't know why. Who cares, right? So Fat Joe is a singer. You know, go go be on uh, The mass Singer. You know, go, go do something like that. What is he doing on Sports Illustrated? But anyway, uh, he said that Kyrie and Katie didn't want the Knicks pressure. He said they didn't want that smoke. He kept repeating himself, repeating himself. They didn't want that smoke. And he said, they're good friends of mine, but they didn't want that pressure. I just, really? I mean, first of all, who cares what Fat Joe thinks about the KD Kyrie going to the Nets over the Knicks situation? That's first. And uh, yeah, I don't think that that is um, a surprise to anyone. In fact, I thought it was so obvious that we weren't even talking about it. It was kind of a non-story. Like, uh, it's just kind of one of those things that you throw in when you're talking about stuff. Well, you know, he got a deal from the Nets. He lives in Brooklyn, and he didn't have to go to the guard every night and deal with that whole Knicks mess, right? Uh, I think that that was it's just kind of an obvious point. So I don't know why it was being reported on and then re-reported on and stuff like that. And I guess I'm talking about it now, but I just talking about it because I thought it was so funny. It's like, hey, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien, and what's the latest in fashion, right? He wouldn't be qualified to answer that question. He'd be like, hey, Scott Bogman, uh, what do you think a clean apartment looks like? I wouldn't know. So I'm not qualified to answer that question. So, you know, I, I mean, it's just it, it, it's I thought it was funny that it was getting reported on and re-reported on what Fat Joe said about uh, Katie and Kyrie. Like like Kyrie needs any more distractions in his life right now. So uh, that was all. I mean, just a lot of news this weekend. Obviously, uh, there were the games. So let's get to those pretty quick here. Starting with Friday night, we had a bunch of good games here. Uh, the one that was the funniest was the Bucks blowing out the Clippers 119-91. And this was a blowout. I mean, it wasn't close. But at the end of the game, you saw 
Kawhi Leonard sitting on the bench and it looked like he had regretted everything in his life up until that point. It had become a pretty good meme. I mean, I thought for a second it was going to take off like Baby Yoda took off, but uh, it's right there. So uh, it was really, really funny, and you're going to be seeing that for a while. Uh, the Lakers huge over the Blazers, 136-113. The Spurs won in overtime over the Kings, 105-104. The Thunder, 139-127, and I think it was on NBA TV. The play of the week was the uh, touchdown pass with 1.1 seconds left that Adams uh, threw down the court. And uh, I, I can't remember who hit it. I think it was Schroeder uh, hit the game or the game tying bucket to send this one to overtime, and then the Thunder going to win. Uh, 112 103, Heat over the Wizards, 100 to 98. The Warriors get their fourth win. A 108 95, Celtics over the Nuggets, 111 104. The Nets go over the Hornets, a big game there for Jordan, uh, 16, 13, and three assists. Uh, the Pistons over the Pacers, 108, 101, and the Magic over the Cavs, 93 to 87. On Saturday night, we had a bunch of games here. The Rockets, 115, 109 over the Suns. This was a huge fourth quarter from James Harden in that game and another triple-double for uh, Westbrook, 24, 14, 11 for him, 34 points, six boards. Uh, four assists, three steals, and a block for Harden. Uh, only eight of 27 shooting, but 15 of 18 from the line still. Uh, the Sixers trounced the Cavs, 141 to 94. Unbelievable. Uh, Garland had a decent game for the Cavs, but nothing else. Ben Simmons, 34, 7 and 2. Uh, the Jazz, 126, 112, and um, uh, over the Grizzlies. Mike Conley missed that one, and he missed. Um, tonight as well so he's missed three games in a row and uh the knicks that was the one they lost 104 103 to the pacers and the mavericks uh 130 to 84 over the pelicans and then uh in the action that we had tonight lakers big over the timberwolves 142 to 125 uh the thunder over the blazers 108 to 96 uh mavericks uh lose to the kings 110 106 the wizards uh, lose to the Clippers, 135-119. Kawhi Leonard, 34-11 and 5 assists in that game. Uh, the Sixers over the Raptors, 110-104. to uh, Ben Simmons hit a three here, and he was an assist away from a triple-double, 16-11-9. The Heat over the Bulls in overtime. Tyler Harrow with a huge shot in that game, 110-105. The Hawks, 122-107 over the Hornets. And the Nets, 105-102 over the the Nuggets, that was the action from this weekend. Looking ahead to tonight's games, we got a big slate here. Pacers are hosting the Clippers, no line on that game. The Celtics are hosting the Cavs, no line on that one either. Pelicans, minus one, hosting the Pistons. That's a tough one to call. I think I would probably go with Detroit in that one. Uh, Toronto, a four-and-a-half point favorite on the road against the Bulls. Give me the Raptors. The Rockets are 12-point favorites against the Kings. Rockets have been playing teams close recently, so I don't think I would want to give up 12 in that one. Bucks favored by 12 over the Magic. They've been winning uh, games big. I would definitely take them. The Suns are hosting the Timberwolves. No line in that game. Uh, the Jazz are eight-and-a-half-point favorites against the Thunder. Thunder have been playing... Uh, tough recently, but they've had a lot of games uh, in a short amount of time. So I think I would go with the Jazz. And the Warriors are three-point favorites at home against the Grizzlies. I can't imagine having the Warriors favorite in a game. So even though the Grizzlies are going across country, 
for that game, I think I would still take them. But uh, that is going to wrap it up for me today. I hope you guys had a great weekend and have an even better week. And uh, I will talk to you guys very soon. Find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. And have a great day. a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.